Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Long in the Boot podcast, the podcast coming to you from the heel of the boot of Southwest Louisiana. Man, hey, the red button's on. I'm being joined, uh, by the way, this week uh, for a hodgepodge potpourri kind of episode. We're joined by Habs. How you doing, Habs? Ooh, man. Uh, Fun time to be alive. Hadn't been hadn't been back together since the last hurricane. I uh, was that Delta. I think it was one of the early Greeks. Yeah, it was one. It was a Greek hurricane, and uh, and you know, so there you go. But anyway, he's back in the studio, and we're gonna we have just stuff to talk about, and uh, including including the possibility there's a hurricane that may be in the Gulf again. Every time we get together, spawns a hurricane. I don't know what it is. This was doing one of those unprecedented. Sharper than 90 degree turns back towards the Gulf. Serpentine. It's getting after it. <laughs> hey, if you'd like to uh, send uh, anything to me, uh, it's longintheboot at gmail.com. You can also call at 337-502-9011. I know things have been kind of weird with the podcast lately because we have no real schedule or we tried to, I tried to have, I tried to do Wednesdays, but uh, hurricanes keep screwing that up and loss of internet and loss of power and then well, loss of internet and loss of power. Hopefully that's done. We've had the grid rebuilt twice. Should be pretty solid now. By the way, everybody in Louisiana will be getting uh, uh, additions to their electric bill soon for that. There's going to be a a disaster surcharge or something they're going to add to all the all the, uh, all the the bills, from what I understand. Of course. I would, hate, I would hate for them to lose any money. I hear a little tiny bit of feedback and or noise. Let's just call it noise. Noise, and we're gonna do that right there. There we go, and I'll cut that out in post. Nice, <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, it's it sounds more real if I don't cut it out in post. You got to have a couple of flubs. Oh I, man, I flubbed bad last. I still can't get over a that. couple of flubbies. I almost flubbed this morning. You tried to. I did. I, I almost missed the, 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 the good thing you were looking at that button. <laughs> it's not red. <laughs> Now it's red, so we know we're getting recorded. Man, what you been up to? Oh man, it's uh, we've been doing a lot. You know, school's limping along. We're uh, we're still doing our thing there. It's been pretty endless election talk you hear from the kids, and I'm talking like junior high kids freaking out. I've had elementary kids, uh, like on a bus. One of them looked at me kind of like with a glare. You voting for Trump? And I was like, What are you gonna do if I don't? Uh, I mean, this little girl was uh, threatening, and we're just, I don't know, whatever, it's a little cleanup stuff. It's pretty bad when you got kindergartners going, Trump train, Oh, Trump yeah, it's, they're, uh, they're passionate. <laughs> they're passionate folks. They uh just reflecting the, the home situation. It has been, it was an exciting election. I didn't even know if we'd have a president by the time we got together. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't expecting it. I was figuring maybe Thanksgiving-ish. Would, yeah. I figured we'd have something unofficial, which, you know, according to a lot of people in the area, it's unofficial anyways because you still have some pending sure. litigation going on there's but. and the, the, that litigation is not going to go anywhere though and it. once, some of it's already been sent back you know yeah and once the once the uh electoral college meets it's done and that's what another month from now it's usually it's in early mid-december yeah like december 12th, 8th maybe 8th, or something. 12th, something like that this year it might be the 8th hey if it's the 8th that's the anniversary of the uh killing of john lennon just thought i'd point that out oh wow don't ask me why I know that. It's it's really bizarre. Happened on a Monday. It happens. And uh, <laughs> here's how I learned about John Lennon being shot. I was watching Monday Night Football, 
And all of a sudden, Howard Cosell breaks in. Oh, no. It's like, well, they're doing the game. I think it was Green Bay, if I recall. But uh, they're doing the game, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, a tragic news story. And then somebody cuts in, you know, his color guy cuts in and goes, he's taking the ball to the first. He's got a first down, and Howard's doing at the same time over him. A, a sad news story coming out of New York. John Lennon has been shot. And then they go right back to the game. <laughs> it was That's like, it. No and more? I'm watching and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Did I just hear that? And, uh, sure enough. And it was, uh, yeah, there you go. And, uh, so Howard Cosell gave me that news. I could have got it from somebody better. I think that was almost like the, the Cronkite JFK moment right there. That's a, yeah, it would have been weird. a big moment in history. Yeah. Howard Cosell giving you the John Lennon story. All right, the Green Bay Packers, it's second and eight and oh in Dallas. Kennedy has been shot, and Metcalf takes the ball up. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Just gloss over it. Eh, no, not a big deal. Not no big deal. no biggie. What's another assassination? Who cares? <laughs> hey, we've made it this far without an assassination since well, I mean, there was an attempt. Reagan you know, Reagan got shot pretty pretty solidly. Well, it well you know, that, that shooting go, the, does go to show you that a higher caliber is really the way you want to go yeah. if you're going to, you know, attempt to. Yeah, uh, the only small caliber successful one was Lincoln, and that was pretty dang point blank. Yeah, That's pretty saying, hard to get point blank behind a president. Not to mention really soft lead. So I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it turned into like a. Did you see that? Did you see all that uh, weirdness about the picture they've got? Have you seen that picture of of Lincoln that may or Which may one? not be his death picture? Oh. uh yeah, and that. and they're arguing about it because if it is the death picture, it's worth you know ungodly amounts of money. Yeah, but it might be a fake, and nobody really knows for sure. And so they're they're arguing over it. Whoever those people are, trying to figure that out. And then, the, how they're going to prove anything definitively? Well, they're, they're they're trying to say that that he has a lump in the picture behind his eye that they can see. And oh, that's like, the the bullet. Yeah. It's, so who knows? And, I mean, they say it lodged behind his eye, but how are you going to see a lump from within the skull? Yeah. Behind the eye. It's not like it was in his temple. Well, and what's the picture do? Why is it valuable? It's not like it's going to change anything. Yeah. Holy crap. He really is dead. Yeah. Ooh, I think it was <laughs> fairly well confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And again, I always remember. Remember, remember in the words of, of Mary Todd Lincoln <laughs> and the guy that was talking to her and said, yeah, but other than that, Ms. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Oh my God! So yeah, we had we had the hurricane. Uh, a lot of people got water this time. People that didn't get water in their houses for um, Laura managed to get lots of water in their houses for Delta. Yeah, even if it wasn't like flooding, flooding the 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 wind was still strong enough to shove all that stuff in your door because it rained a lot more than oh yeah than and, Laura did. Laura and, was fairly dry. It, it was, and and Delta really caused people some serious problems. So of course the armies of of uh, adjusters had to come back. Yeah. yeah, from where from wherever they come from, yeah, they just <laughs> they just out of the release woods. release the army of the adjusters, and I, that's what I probably did look like. That is like zombies coming yeah. back to losing <laughs> a lot of them. like, I don't want to go back. It was hot, and there were mosquitoes. Yeah, and they were big as houses. Oh yeah, and they were sweating, carrying around ladders, and yeah. Oh yeah, I had a I had one come the other day because Delta flexed our house in. Put some little cracks in that nasty popcorn ceiling, uh-huh. and uh, nothing leaking or anything. But you you could tell he really didn't want to come over here. 
It's like some way he was trying to figure out something, you know. <laughs> just send me a picture. Can we just call it a day? Well, he did it. He did it, though. He, he <clears throat> sucked it up and came over here. And first thing he talked about, which proof that he doesn't have real experience dealing with the public, is he started talking about the election. No. <laughs> he brought up politics immediately. Don't do that. That's like one of those rules. You don't just do that. For sure. And he was clearly, yeah, and he was clearly from up north. His accent was, uh, I'd say, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, somewhere yeah, up in yeah. there. And uh, and they st- they sent him down here. They put him in a hotel in Opelousas. Oh Lord, <laughs> that's what I said. Exactly my words. But oh Lord, they put you there. Nice. You, you know, if you go twenty or thirty miles in any direction, you'll be a hundred times safer. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, um, the hurricanes. Uh, I think we're done with hurricanes. I hope. Uh, again, if that uh, one that's spinning around out there by Cuba right now comes this way, well, then clearly we weren't just being punished for something yeah some transgression the lord doth not like the gulf coast especially the southwest the heel of the boot yeah the heel of the boot has been tragically trashed uh and still long way to go to get it back back up and apparently covid numbers are going back up as well yeah but nobody cares anymore it's yeah it's really kind of bizarre i blame actually i blame the government and health authorities for making that happen to where people didn't care but i also started really examining some numbers. And here's the thing. Everything I studied said that 50% of people who are tested positive have very few or no symptoms. Well, then doesn't that mean there's a lot of people walking around with it that just don't go get tested? Yeah, probably. And, and I'm not going to go get tested unless someone calls me and says, hey, somebody near you has had it in an extreme case. Well, I'll that's what I mean. Tested. So if that's the case, then how do you stop a virus where – a large percentage of people don't even know they have it. Yeah. I don't know. This is like typhoid Mary, but everywhere. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's kind of weird. And so, yeah, nobody, nobody really cares. Uh, well, they, they do care. I think they care. Well, you certainly care when it's somebody in your family who gets really, really sick or if you lose a loved one, but even that I've seen doesn't last long. No, it doesn't. And, uh, uh depending on how strong of a, I don't know. Trying to think of the right word here. I'm trying to walk my tightrope. Uh, <laughs> how strong of an opponent of the any of the mitigation measures you are. And speaking of mitigation measures, do we have more mitigation measures on the way? We don't know. We do not know. But Apparently, we're going to have all kind of all kind of stuff happen immediately on January 20th. It's yeah, all going to magically, like instantly, just get really, really bad. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in just one second. In fact. Might as well just jump into it. I guess uh, the election, in case you were asleep and missed it, was uh, this past Tuesday. Uh, As far as I am to understand, prior to the election, it was the most important election of our life. Yes. Just so important. Yeah, I didn't hear that in 08 or 16 or 12 or 2000 or 04. Oh, wait, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I'm sure I won't hear it again in 2024. Mm, Probably not. Oh, yeah, we probably will. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if they did this? Well, election coming up. Whatever. Go vote. Don't vote. Who cares? Nobody cares. Just do whatever. Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. It's the most important election of our life. And... Of course, we didn't have any results for the presidential election until, was it yesterday? Yesterday was is it yesterday? when the MSM uh, broke nice. the news. M5M. 5M. M5M. 
the uh, mainstream media. I got I got problems with them, by the way. Um, yeah, they 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 announced. I guess they said Pennsylvania did it. Yep. So Pennsylvania got called. Some of them still don't have Arizona called. Fox News called Arizona like the day after the election. Right. And that lost them a lot of viewers from the red states. Uh, like you know, they called it for. Well, I don't know why. Joe. You know, I don't know why Arizona going to, to Biden would be much of a surprise, considering people are fleeing California in droves. Yeah, and it just makes sense that you're going to. A lot of Californians don't want to go that far from California. Arizona seems like a good place. Nevada too, for that matter. Yeah, it's. I mean, but we don't we don't like to think of election blocks changing. We no. think of it; it's all the same. Well, it went it went red in this year. Well, it's not that year. It's not that year. And and Biden apparently has received and this this news headline still kind of boggles me a little bit. He received more votes than any person in history. Well, one on the one hand, we got more people. We do have more people. Like all, and you know what? We might have more votes than anyone in history next time too. Like it's, yeah. it's a pretty steady upward trend. Well, I do know for sure, without question, Biden had more votes than Abraham Lincoln did. For sure. So Way you know, more. for sure in the South. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, the South pretty solidly went for Trump. Pretty solidly. Yeah. I think Louisiana, what were we? we Georgia were, is a, a question. But Georgia, again, it's the cities. It's Atlanta. Atlanta's. It, take Atlanta out of Georgia, and Georgia is 100% Republican, it seems like. Yeah. I've got a, I got a, uh, some in-laws over there that they're a little nervous. Are they? Oh, yeah. Well. Because at first they were red. They're like, oh, yeah. Thank goodness. You know, and you see the meme circulating around now. You know, a lot of people are very proud to be from Louisiana because I'm telling you, with like within the hour of the polls closing, like, well, Louisiana's red. Boom. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were, I think we were like 65% roundabouts. Yeah. And, and this it, parish was 85 or 86%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like seven people voted for Biden in, in this parish. Yeah, there was, there was not, a, not a lot. Biden and they Kanye, all Kanye were car. almost. Uh, we're almost even. You know, uh, I came so close to voting for Kanye. I got to be honest. I it's did. A, it's a memorable. Well, it's not vote. the. It's not him. It's the name of the party, right? The, he did that right. The birthday party. The birthday party. Ah man, I didn't expect to see him on the Louisiana ballot. I really didn't. I didn't. I didn't know he'd yeah, be there. Yeah, because he had. He only made it on the was like twelve states or something like that. He only made it on. Well, I don't but, know uh, what the rules are for he, that. Like I know what the votes. requirements are to be president, age, and you know, natural born. Whatever. Congratulations, Kanye. <laughs> I, yeah, he got some votes. I don't know what is required because I know a lot of kids. Uh, you know, when I, I I was mentioning Kanye, and they're like, "Well, you should run, and uh, you should get your name on the ballot in 24. I said, "Nobody vote for me," like, and they were all like, "I will." Oh, like wow! One wow. right, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to see what uh. What is required, and you know what? If it doesn't cost me too much money, who knows? Maybe I'll be on the ballot in Louisiana. Well, it, we're we're heading towards the future. If if people get what they want, they all, there's so many people right now trying to get rid of the electoral college because I I still think that a lot of people don't get why we have one. Yeah, even though we've tried to teach that, they in, think it's in there history to cheat. Class. It's there to cheat. Yeah, and and you got the people. It should be a popular vote. Popular vote should decide. But. It, we don't have one election. We have fifty different elections to yeah. decide one issue. Yeah, and uh, you in need fact, something national to. And for that matter, if you take the if you went just solely based off the popular vote nationally, well, California would dictate who was president pretty much every time. Every time, four million votes went to Biden. Four million in California. That's a lot. What was the margin of uh, 
this one. I think I think it was almost. Well, I think it was over four million, but if, not by much. If only I had a way to find out. Look it up on the interwebs. <laughs> Consult the book of knowledge. Four um, million votes is more than what Hillary won by. Let's last see. Time. Uh, Biden got seventy-five million, and Donald Trump got seventy million eight hundred thousand. So it's only about a four and a little bit. Yeah, it's, four and some change. And uh, so. Yeah, I mean California, four million. Bucks. It does. It makes all the difference in the world, and even Donald Trump, seventy million. I mean, fifty percent, fifty point six to forty seven point seven. And uh, I'm kind of curious, Joe Jorgensen, though. Hey, how about that Libertarian Party? One point two percent. That's actually the second highest they've, they've ever ever had. That specific party? Yes, the Libertarian Party. That is the third party. So all these other parties, like the Green Party and the Constitution Party and the Birthday Party. They should merge. They should all merge. Libertarian Party. She didn't get any electoral votes, unfortunately. I would like to have seen her get one. When's the last time we had an electoral vote go to a third party? Was that Uh, Teddy? I think it was. No, I think it might have been. I think Ross. Did Perot get one? I think he did. I know Perot made a big stink. He did. I don't don't know if he ended up getting any electoral votes. Well, he helped. He made Clinton. He made Clinton. Made it a lot lot easier for him to be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Now, in this case, she didn't. The libertarian wing, uh, they didn't take votes away from Trump this time. Usually libertarians are disaffected Republicans, a lot of disaffected Republicans. I don't think there was a lot of that this time. I think a lot of, I do think a lot of Republicans that might have voted for Trump previously didn't this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's bearing out. But at the same time, a lot of people who didn't vote for Trump the first time did this time. When When they break down the demographics of who voted for who, Trump picked up an amazing number of uh, African-American men and the Hispanic vote in areas, especially in Florida, like Florida, Florida's a big one for him. And what they're, what they're really coming down to is if people have memory of their family in socialist countries, like Cuba, Cuba, Venezuela, and there's a couple others. Yeah. That word socialist is not just a buzzword to them. No, it's, they've seen what socialism is and they've seen it real so socialism. Even, even the threat if you if you accuse the other guy of being a socialist they're not going to take that lightly right and, and I've, I've seen a lot of people already talk about well i guess we're going to be a socialist country now well no first of all first of all get your facts straight we don't know what it is we're a quasi socialist country now we've been for a while yeah i mean if you don't want to be a socialist at all any way shape or form go tear up your social security card and get private insurance for when you're old, because guess what? <laughs> We're socialist. It's, Social security. Yeah. I mean, that's now does, I mean, am I saying there couldn't be a better system than social security? No, there might be. In fact, there could have been the, the money we all pay into social security certainly could have made a lot more money in the stock market for sure over the last 20 years. But you know, Trump was good for business for a lot of people. I know a lot of people whose 401ks gained incredible amounts of money over the last four years. Yeah. But at the same time, not everybody has a 401k. So, nope. you know, uh, young people clearly went for Biden more nationally. And really, when we talk about this, we're going to leave Louisiana out because we pretty much know how Louisiana was going to go from the beginning. Yeah, we're pretty solid. Unless you get a, a strong Southern candidate that's a Democrat, but it's like, you know, like Clinton, I think was the last one that, that made us blue. Right. And so that's the odds of that happening again, I think are pretty slim, at least pretty, in the, in the yeah. near term. Uh, it may change. Who knows? Um, a lot of things can change in four years. Who knows? But Biden is uh, most likely going to be the president. And if you're going to post, uh, you, you know, I've seen now three people, I'm, I'm keeping count, three of 
Biden, not my president, being posted on somebody's page. As of right now, you're right. You're correct. <laughs> He's not yet. But just like with Donald Trump and people on the other side saying, He's not my president. Notice I always do that voice for liberals. I don't know why. This is what they sound like. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's your president. Whether you accept it or not is irrelevant. It's, it is. That's sort of how the system works. Yeah. You might not like it, but we have an unwritten agreement. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't – here's my thing. For the, all the people who are going, yay, Joe Biden won, uh, nothing much is going to change. Not really. Nothing major. You, you think it will. Especially just like, if the Reds hold the the Reds, that sounds bad. The the Republicans <laughs> hold the Senate. That's going to slow a lot of stuff down, even for Slow Joe. Even if it's a tie in the Senate, and you say, "Well, Kamala Harris can break the tie," yeah, it doesn't matter. No no legislation will move. No, yeah, it'll, it'll be just a, be a slow shot process. down. So Biden has to cross aisles to be able to make anything happen legislatively. But I, most likely, what he'll do is what Donald Trump did and what Obama did, which is use executive action to make things happen. They're already talking about the first thing Biden's going to do is undo everything Trump did with executive action. Yeah, that's the bad thing about those things. They don't work. They're, they're useless. They're, they're pretty easy to, to toss once somebody else is in there. Now, laws that, you know, if you can actually get legislation going through, you know, it's, it's a lot harder to do. So it's a lot harder to undo. Yeah. And that's the thing. We, you know, we live in a in a republic. And by the way, it's not a democracy. It's a republic. It's a republic. <laughs> don't you love explaining that all the time? I do. It is democracy. Well, <laughs> not really. It's a federal republic. It is a federal republic. And uh, so if you don't know what federalism is, then look that up and then look up what republic and then kind of mash them together. And that's what we got. But I don't like homework. I just <laughs> want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts lately. The uh, It's more entertaining than the mainstream media. Who wants to listen to those guys? Yeah, this is a different. This is the side stream. <clears throat> Speaking of mainstream media, uh, when they announced who the president would be, there's a guy on CNN. First of all, I don't think it's any secret to anybody at all. I know it's no secret to us that the mainstream media was pretty much all in for Joe Biden. There's pretty, no question. Yeah. Even though they're the people that built Donald Trump and programmed him yeah. and then released him into the wild, they were really behind they Joe Biden. It. it was like a Frankenstein story. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, look, <laughs> he's he's, oh, no. Oh no, he's caught some, he threw that little girl. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She's down the well. Uh, Anyway, so this is uh, on CNN when they announced that Joe Biden had won. They have a guy there by the name of uh, Van Jones. And if you don't know who he is, he's he's just one of their journalists. I'd say journalists loosely. I think he's more of an editorialist. But he he had a lot invested in this election, apparently. And his reaction when he was being talked to by um, um, who's the guy with the white hair? Uh, I don't remember that guy's name. I, I don't either. Cooper. Oh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. Uh, com- comically known by many, many podcasts for some reason as Anderson Pooper. Pooper. <laughs> I don't know why. That's mature. I know. That's very mature. Anyway, this is uh, his reaction. And <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll just let it play. Van, what are your thoughts? It's, um... Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people 
If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send, send dreamers back for no reason. Oh, I, was, I don't, it really got to me, Brian. I, 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 oh, wow. Fact check. Fact check false. Fact check. That's false. <laughs> Listen to that dog. I, you know, hey. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. I just love it. Uh, he, there's more. I, lots I, more. Lots I, more. He, he went on forever. And, uh, th- but I've seen a lot of people. I saw people dancing in the street yesterday. It was like, it was like a party. Yeah, it looked like New York. Day. Yeah. <laughs> but some people said, I saw somebody actually said, this is the most important day in American history. I'm like, they don't know a lot about most days in American history, I don't think. There's a lot of days in American history in total. And many of those days, I'm going to go ahead and just say it right here, more important. But that that's his whole thing. It's like on both sides. This is one of the most emotional elections that has ever existed. And that's what I was talking to my and kids why? about. why? I don't know. I don't know. It's like both sides are just like crazy passionate. And a lot of it is just because of how emotional the the campaign was or, you know, like Trump. He's got his way of doing things, which is very different than the way that almost anyone else does stuff. And he stirs up this emotion, either a crazy pride or a, oh, my God, this dude is deplorable, you yeah. know, from either side. Like he is that he's that wedge. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing it. I have friends, you know, that, that they were so, first of all, they, they absolutely knew Trump was going to win. There's no question. And I was like, mm, I don't know, man, it's going to be really close. It depends on what polls you were looking at, or if you were just looking at how many different, uh, you know, what candidate had flags on people's trucks. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're going but, by a flag count, then yes. If you're talking sure. about the vote in the United States though, we haven't had a vote that's been more, uh, than five points apart in ages. It's been a long time. The, the country it was is, Reagan's first one, I think, was like 60. Yeah, he had the like biggest that. margin, I think, in history. Yeah, and that's and, that's it. But the country has been divided this way for a long time, but now the division is there's no room for, like, crossover. No, it's personal. Yeah, it's become personal. If you say, you know, you support Biden, you support Trump, then the opposite will just go, you're crazy. What are you, socialist? You're a Nazi. You know, the the liberals throw out the racism word constantly. Everybody, very, very constantly. It's like, no, it's, come on, stop it. You're You're watering down the meaning. Yeah. Not everything is about racism. Yeah, the more you throw that sort of stuff around, the less it's actually going to have an impact. I, had, I heard somebody that day. It was like, well, Trump, you know, he's racist. So, okay. Tell me, tell me what he's done over the years that makes you think he's a racist. Well, it's because of what he said about that uh, protest in Virginia. Well, what did he say? And then they never get it right. They always have that one little quote. Well, there were good people on both sides and there were Nazis on that one side. That's not what he said. Did he say the Nazis were good people? No, he did not. And oh. if you listen to the entirety of what he said, it's far different. What he was trying to say is both sides have their points. And he wasn't talking about Nazism. He was talking about the historic statue or the removal thereof. Now, if you say, well, Donald Trump's a racist because he doesn't want the statue to leave. Well, then that becomes opinion. Yeah. You know, that's not showing me that he's racist. Uh, if you look at his history as a, a property owner in New York, 
not very racist. He put a lot of uh, minority businesses to work in New York City over the years. So he's uh, he brought in, and you, you're going to say he's racist, but now are we going to say he's an anti-Semite too? Because mm, that's going to be hard to call yeah. since his uh, son-in-law is, you know, Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and his, I guess his daughter by default is too now. Right? Yeah. And it's not, it's not like he's like, okay, you can be in my family, but you got to stay in the basement. It didn't work like that. No, he's got a pretty prominent spot. No, well, the then attic. the empire, the Neo Camelot. Yeah, it's 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 really bizarre. I, I don't know why people get so invested in all this. Because I got to be honest. First of all, since I'm now in my late fifties, yeah, I know, um, very late fifties. <laughs> knock it, knock it on the door of sixty. I'm going to be dead in 20 or 30 years. I or you could be president in 20 or 30 years. I mean, we're setting that precedent. Oh, no. Well, no. First, I've got to be more doddering. <laughs> and uh, I need to be able to slur my words more. Although I'm getting better at that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. What else can I do? Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I can't. I can't. I can't grow hair. You know. Oh, you know that. That's something we've never had a bald. President. We've never had a bald, not president. a totally bald president. You could be the next step in civil rights. Well, no, I think Biden's there. He's pretty much bald, right? Not really. He's got that white. He's got a pretty solid little did, white. Did he get a little, he's got a little bit of fuzz? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's not bald. Oh, man. We need a bald president. Make you know, it happen. A bald president. Eisenhower was fairly bald. See, I think he so was too. mostly bald, if not all the way bald. I think he had a little comb over going on. Mm. Right, his or, bangs were on the back or, of his head, or would he say it was a buzz cut? <laughs> uh, probably buzz cut. He's, mili- buzz cut. he's military. military. That's right. <laughs> but you can't have a ball president. I think Kennedy shot that completely. <laughs> you don't say, have- don't say Kennedy and don't say shot. You can't do that. <laughs> too soon. Too that's, soon. That's two assassination jokes, folks. <laughs> two. All right, mark that down. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Biden, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to put it in my book of predictions. Within two years. Biden will have to step down and the 25th amendment will be enacted and Kamala Harris will, or Kamala or whatever her name is, will be the first female president of the United States. And they'll all, you know, go, woo, big, most important day of our lives uh, in history. Asterisk. And uh, yeah, but it's coming because, you know, brain tumors do come back and uh, well, He's got a record. That's a that's a pretty common prediction. I oh think. yeah, I, I I think it's solid. I think it's a good solid prediction. I don't know. I'm not as confident as most. I think he might he might try to coast this whole thing out. Now whether or not the the Pelosi's and that whole bunch will let him, I don't know. Oh, they might end up. Okay, about. another prediction, much closer. I predict the Democrats are going to get rid of Pelosi as Speaker of the House. She is in her 80s now, isn't she? At least, at least. You know, look, if 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 the rumors are true that occasionally older women lie about their age, she could be 160. She might be. (laughs) She's really Harriet Tubman. We don't know. (laughs) She's she she looks fabulous for her age. Better than I'm going to look when I'm that age. Yeah. Her her neck gives it away. Her hands are the problem. Hands, Hands always give it away. Yes, they're like the picture of Dorian Gray. But yeah, I think she's I think she's done. I think they're going to say because the House lost the Democratic seats, which should tell you something about the country as well. Personally, I like gridlock. I hope I don't I hope we don't have a situation where all the branches of government are all the same. No. I don't that, like that. Then there's no debate, there's no discourse in which that is why we like our way, but it's, it's gone away to where you don't have that debate anymore. Right. It's just a fight. 
Now it's justified. Nobody crosses over. Doesn't and, matter what what the other one says. It, it could be the most universally approvable thing in the world. But like, oh, Democrat did it. I ain't doing it. Or oh no, yep. Republicans did it. I'm not doing it. And you know what's bad is both sides are afraid to look weak to the people that elect them. Exactly. But our country, and uh, I know you are the same way on this. Without compromise, there would be no United States of America. No, nothing we've ever done would have worked. You got to be able to give something. Yeah, and now some of the compromises we did to become a nation, a couple of them are kind of sketchy, the whole slavery issue for yeah. one. You know, counting people as three-fifths of a people. Yeah, <laughs> that's like almost meeting in the middle exactly. <laughs> You're three-fifths of a person. Am I? Yes, three-fifths of a person for well, the— Legally speaking, for, uh, <laughs> for, for, the, the, purposes for the purposes of, of population counting. <laughs> to give the South extra votes. We— <laughs> But the great compromise that created our legislature, we had to have that. Well, yeah, because you can't just have big state domination. You can't just have individual little state domination because in the big state, we're like, man, I've got more at stake than you do. Bring, brings us right back around to that electoral college thing, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, that's nice. That's there nice. That's go. how you do it. This is this is prime time stuff here. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's so all the people now and I guess now it'll be the Republicans that are going to complain about. The, it's their turn to complain about the electoral college, yes, right? Yes. They're, and they're, so they're. It's their pendulum swings turn. Yes. And we're going to, we're going to be stuck there for a while. I was looking at the numbers here for Georgia. Ooh, 99% reporting 16 electoral votes in Georgia. Listen to these numbers. Biden, 2,465,500. Trump, 2,455,000. So 10,000 votes in the state. And when you're talking about a state as populous as Georgia, this is a, that's, That's a squeaker, and so that tells you how much, how the power. Oh, it tells you the power of Atlanta. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah, but if you look at all the states, as I'm looking down the list, it's like very few states. Well, first of all, in in every state, pretty much the first number of votes is the same for both candidates. So if if one got two million something, the other got two million something, or a three million and three million. Uh, Iowa. And this is one of those weird ones. Iowa, only only a million and a half people voted. But Iowa went for uh, went for Trump big time, and I would have thought maybe that would have been closer. But then you get right there next to next to Iowa, Michigan, or I mean uh, Minnesota. You know, went to Biden pretty pretty effectively. Yeah, and uh, and in Michigan is it, what, it looked like Trump was going to take Michigan, and now of course Biden has taken Michigan. That's one of the states where they're saying that yeah, that's one of the cheating. They're going calling on. foul. But, I mean, that's again, just like with the socialism buzzwords, the more someone cries about being cheated, the less anyone believes that the cheating actually happened. Yep. You know, that's when, right. When, when both sides, and that's, you know, you heard this in 2016, too. You hear it from the Dems, and then you hear it from the Reps. They're freaking out about being cheated every time. And so now it's like anytime there's actually an accusation, you have the other other sides like, oh, my God, seriously, just stop. <laughs> yeah, can you stop? Just stop. Please. I guess those are, I don't know if those are the people in the middle. That's how I play They're telling Monopoly. both sides to stop. When I play Monopoly, that's what I do. You're cheating. You're cheating. You didn't have Park Place. When did you get Park Place? Yeah, you stole that card. <laughs> you stole that property. It got mailed to you late after the deadline. <laughs> well, you know, with all the complaining about mail, mail-in balloting and everything else, eventually what's going to happen, they're going to go, we should just have internet voting. Yeah, that'll yeah. fix it. Yeah, you can't hack yeah. that. Yeah, nobody could hack internet it's voting. probably more secure to do mail-in voting. Than online, but they did. I think they had some places that do online voting. Yeah, they do. And really, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. You know, you think about think about elections in the past where they didn't even have you know telephones yet, 
mail was was traveled by horse. Yeah. And they somehow could figure out who was president pretty but, quick. But look at look at those numbers. Yeah, that's true. You know, ooh, a landslide. You won by 500 votes out of 1,000 or whatever. You know, there's <laughs> nobody voting. Well, for one, they wouldn't let most people vote. Right. Uh, most and, states and had rules. Two, that turnout, it was difficult to go to a polling place. Sure. And it's now, I mean, you know, look at cities. You know, they probably got polling places everywhere, but who's more likely to have a big fat daddy crowd at the polling place? Yeah. People out in the sticks or people in the cities? Yeah, so it's kind of not that surprising whenever they made it a much easier option to do mail-in voting that mostly it was city people. And traditionally, city people go sure. blue. Well, it's the Amazon effect, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, cities had stores. They were everywhere. But who, who so much easier to sit at your house. Hey, who gave the power to? Oh, yeah. And look, you can order. <laughs> look, we, we, got a, we got a new vehicle uh, for my wife. And what I've discovered is uh, apparently Jeep stands for just empty every pocket. Oh yeah, and because uh, they're like toys, you can add all kinds of cool bells and whistles to them. Yeah, and uh, but you can order all that from Amazon. Yes, <laughs> you can custom, you can pimp your ride with no pants on. Yes, that's the American way. It's crazy. I don't even have to get in my car. It's lovely. <laughs> and uh, I suppose, I suppose that's kind of what's happening with elections. Eventually, we'll, we'll Amazon all elections. It's so much easier than having to go out there, and you know, depending on your state, you have to take your wallet out. You got to take out your driver's license and show it to somebody. So five really, really old people can look at a binder and see if it's actually you. Yeah, but I get to say hi to a couple of those old people. And you're like, hey, how you doing? Hi. I haven't seen you. Well, oh, I know you. You're a habit. You're supposed to be in this line. Well, I hey, noticed the other thing I noticed is there was a big sign out front that said, you must wear a mask to come in this place to cast your ballot. I didn't see that sign at my place. And and uh, nobody, not one person. Most of the people at my polling place had a mask on. Did I had one were. in my pocket. Just like, okay, if there's people in here who are nervous, I will put the mask on. If I see... Everybody else, you know, not wearing one. I don't want them to, because, you know, at this point, you know, if you're wearing a mask walking in a polling place in southwest Louisiana, you may as well have a Biden T-shirt on. You know, <laughs> so I didn't want someone to come punch me thinking, use a Biden, use a Biden. I didn't want. You, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. It's true. So I had it in there. I was like, okay, let's see what sort of crowd I'm working with. I don't want them to assume too much. And I don't want to make old people uncomfortable if they're right. wearing masks and worried about the COVID. Yeah, and, and did speaking of COVID locally, didn't wasn't there some couple cases here recently? Just like um, I've got at least one or two in most of my classes that are going to be medically quarantined until almost Thanksgiving. And is it because they have it, or because they were in contact with somebody? That so had far, it? I know that the ground zero was one person who does not go to the school, but there was somebody at our school that went on a trip with that person. Okay. They went, they tested positive. Got it. I don't think they're symptomatic yet, but now you got to, you know, all classes now we have to have seating charts and we have to turn those into the office whenever something like this arises. Right. So you can pick the people who are sitting around that person in each of their classes and wow. their quarantine. Okay. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened this year. I had one class. I had lost nine kids for about a week. No way. Oh yeah. It was significant. And it was of all of them. It was one of my college credit classes. Of uh, course. You know, the ones who actually want to be at school. Uh, the other ones, they're probably, like, oh, I'm symptomatic. Go get me a test so I can go fishing. Um, but, yeah. Wow. So it, it's happened a few times. Okay. And that's that's causing its own rigmarole. Of, I've, I've heard well, people say, we should I, get rid of all that and just trust in Jesus. I'm like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that against you on one. But, I mean, I don't think you can make it school policy that, all right, if you're sick, just go to school anyway and trust in Jesus. I don't know if that's going to be the effective way to do it. but That's a good policy. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's always worked in the past. He cured people. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. 
Actually, I, uh, I, I've got a real issue with the test thing. Uh, I've been listening to uh, enough people, and and I'm not going to get into the whole, well, you're not an expert. No, I'm not an expert. But the uh, there's a thing going on. The inventor of the test, the, the PCR test or PRC test, I, I can never remember if it's PCR or PRC. It doesn't matter. Um, People's Republic of China or People's China Republic. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, the, the Kung flu. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so – that test is an amplifier. It's not really a test. What they do is they take your genetic material and they amplify it. And they do this through cycles. And the cycles are done through heating and cooling rapidly over and over again. And the inventor of the test who invented it to detect HIV back in the 80s to try to slow down the HIV pandemic, as they were calling it at that time, which it wasn't. But yeah. in order to do that, he, is, he himself said it's not a test. It, it's an indicator. He goes, but if it's done wrong, you can get positives for anything. Yeah. And the number of cycles is what determines the possibility of having too many positives. And he said that, that the cycles generally, if you're looking for a specific virus, uh, 25 to 30 cycles should be the cutoff, 30. But they're sending out packets with these tests, and they're saying 45 cycles. And this is done by a lab technician. He just punches in the numbers. Yeah. Punches in the button. So you do 45 cycles. Well, it amplifies not just the COVID SARS-2 virus, but it will amplify any coronavirus you may have floating around in your system. And almost everybody has some measure of corona in their system because we all get exposed to it during cold and flu season. Yeah. And so a lot of these positive tests may be people who that's why we have the asymptomatic problem. We've got people who are carrying a little bit of this virus. It's not enough to spread. It's not enough to make them sick. But if you amplify it enough, it'll show up. It'll show up as a positive. So then we say, oh, that's it. You're positive. You've got it. You're like, well, I'm not even sick. <laughs> and uh, so so it's a, it's a real weird thing. They're about to start putting out some new tests. And I'm curious to see if the number of positives go down when the new tests come Are out. Are those going to be the same ones where you got to shove a Q-tip into your brain? No, it's a, it's a saliva test. And they're looking, or I mean, no, it's a blood, uh, uh, um, wait a minute, make myself chuckle. It's a finger prick test. <laughs> finger prick. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's finger test. So you got to bleed and they're going to test for antibodies. Okay. So they're sort of looking to see if you've had a reaction or if you, because, and that will be a lot more specific. Yeah. And then the other problem I have with the test is just because you test somebody, let's say you test somebody and they're negative. Doesn't mean they don't have it. That's right. Means the next day they could. Yeah. So you've got to test them every single day. Yeah. And and it, it, I don't know. It's a very invasive test from what I've never actually been. Yeah, tested. You haven't had it. Oh, I have, I've not, had, I have not had the pleasure. Yeah. They just uh, they, they stick a swab up your nose and scratch your brain with it. And yeah, then, that's not uh, bad. Your foot starts kicking off to the side because they're actually it, it makes me think of uh, that that noise they used to make in Three Stooges movies that <laughs> that's what it does. It makes you yeah. do that. It actually forces you to do that because it goes so far back. Um, it wasn't that big a deal though. Cause it's fast and they came back. I mean, the, the, te that part of it's fast. It still took the results. The, the results still took, it's like an election in Nevada. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, they come back and they say, Nope, you don't have it. Or at least you didn't at that specific moment on that specific day. You might have it right now. You could, you might've had it two weeks ago. And, uh, so I think the testing thing is it, I, they're like, we got, we must do more testing. Well, it's well we not, need to do better testing. Not, yeah, more. we need, we need more, more, testing um, rules or something, some way to 
kind of funnel this all together. And, yeah. But you know, that's the problem with the whole COVID thing. We've got so many people saying so many different things and changing their mind. I mean, even Anthony Fauci said there were problems with the test back in March, the PRC test yeah, because of the cycle issue. And if you actually say that on Facebook or Twitter, they will get rid of that. You can have Fauci saying it in a video and you will get a thing that says, this has uh, been fact-checked uh, false by our uh, fact-checking, truth-checking. He said it. I didn't say it just because I posted it. Yeah. He said it, and he's the expert. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what's, what's the rationale behind that? You think because it's going to spread, like people are going to look at that headline, they're going to say, oh, nothing matters. I'm going to go cough on everyone I know. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Even at my uh, favorite uh, Hispanic restaurant, uh or excuse me, Latino uh, restaurant. Isn't it just Mexican? If that's yeah, the see, specific type of I, I restaurant, don't I don't know, know if uh, PC goes into restaurant because it usually says it on the sign of the restaurant. Well, it's it says a Mexican, Mexican restaurant. restaurant, but I mean, is all that food Mexican? Really? Tex-Mex. I mean, okay. Let's say you take Mexican food and you throw some plantains on it. Doesn't it become Cuban food? It does. Uh, so way more of any, a certain anyway, type of rice dish. Uh, El Dorado, my favorite place in Lake Charles for this particular type of food. Um, you may disagree, but I don't care. You're wrong. Um, anyway, they don't have booths anymore. They got rid of all their booths. I love those. My favorite thing about the place was their abundance of booths. Yep. Booths? Uh, uh, booths. Booths. <laughs> booths. Booths. <laughs> anyway, they got rid of all of them, and now it's all tables. Well, that's I, lame. I was sad, but it made, made the place look Huge, I bet, because they're uh, they're <laughs> cumbersome. These big booths, yeah. But I used to enjoy like lounging with my big pile of nachos. Yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, and 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 your bathtub of margarita. Yeah, they make some. It's uh, like a bird bath. It's a serious margarita. Yeah, they, they make good margaritas there. And the uh, lovely Deborah, she likes her margaritas there. <laughs> I like my margaritas anywhere I can get them. Even though she got a new vehicle yesterday, guess who drove home from that restaurant? <laughs> it wasn't her. <laughs> That's right. Don't tell her. I don't tell her. I said she was drinking though, or don't tell anyone. Okay. We don't do that. Keep it a secret. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Oh, 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 wait, you know what? Do you hear it? It's, it's the sound of crying. No. Oh no. Who could it be? <laughs> this is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered, you know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. Every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know. And you're going to the store and, and people who have been afraid to show their racism are getting nastier and nastier to you. And you're worried about your kids and you're worried about your sister. And, and can she just go to Walmart and, and get back into the, her car without somebody saying something to her? And, 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 and you spent so much of your life energy just trying to hold it together. And isn't that the problem right there? You spent so much of your life energy trying to hold it together during Trump. Well, there's your problem. You put too much of your life energy into something you have no control over. And that's why your immune system is down. And that's why COVID's a pandemic. That's right. That's logic. There you go. And if COVID is a pandemic, doesn't that mean <laughs> rabbit uh, holes? Yeah. Oh, that's that's Van Jones, by the way. He's a he's 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 a crier. I, I didn't know if that was just a random person upset about the booths being gone from El Dorado. 
Well, you know, I I used to love those booths, and I would go in there, and the booths were soft, and now the chairs are hard. And they hurt my bum. <laughs> oh, man. And now we need somebody to come in and go, Mexican food? Mexican food is evil. You should eat Italian food. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Your food is wrong. If you like that food, you're stupid. <laughs> Ambrosia. That's all we need. Ambrosia. The Greek gods say. <laughs> it's, oh, it's getting Lord. ridiculous. The, the, the personal nature of this. And I've, and some of it, you know, it's easy for me to kind of laugh at it. Like, okay, nut jobs. All y'all just calm down. That's, left left nut jobs, right nut jobs. Everybody calm down. Um, but left nuts, I, right nuts. Yes, left nuts. Well, I've, got, I've got kids in my class who are like genuinely terrified. And stressed, like very nervous. You know, I had a kid and he was telling me, he goes, I know I can't have a pocket knife at school, but anytime I go anywhere else, I feel like I have to have one. Cause you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, this is, I don't know. And a lot of the, the talk I'm hearing from these kids, I call it Sunday dinner talk. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it sounds like stuff that I've heard at the table, uh, extremist on either side, just like casual. It's, it's coming from their families. Sure. And there a lot of those I'll hear buzzwords from news channels, like the exact same phrasing. Right. And that's getting telephone gamed throughout, you know, and ends up with a teenager come and ask me my opinion about it. Sure. And that, uh I'm trying to stay as objective as possible, which is a phenomenally what, rare thing speaking these days. Of which, you cannot be objective anymore. Teachers are told constantly, especially social studies teachers. You have to be objective. You can't ever express an opinion. And it's impossible if you're a social studies teacher. Uh, no, I'm to struggling real hard it, yeah, you, right now. It, but it, I the, think I'm doing a decent job. Like, I don't think any of them know who I voted for. Well, I usually, if I had to express a personal opinion about an election situation, I would always say, now, this is my personal belief. Doesn't mean I am trying to sway you to share that. I one. don't want you to have it unless you feel like you need to. But this is what I think. And and so and I always had to do that. And I was always terrified though they'd go home and say, you know, uh Mr. Long is uh he's crazy. He he thinks that, you know, whoever, Joe Blow is is uh wrong for the country. Yeah. And and no, it's it, again, it's opinion. And that's part part of the problem. We've got so many people that are so locked into the idea that their opinion is in fact fact. It is in their head. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and it's not opinion anymore. It's it's become real for them. Like it's concrete. And it shouldn't be concrete. Politics for the average American should still be pretty abstract because unless you're a really wealthy individual with a lot of power, the crap that goes on in Washington DC, you have no control over. None. So what is the point of being like super passionate about it yeah. or accusing one side of cheating or any of that stuff? It's that's not how it needs to go. No. And you're, you're worried about socialism, socialism. Well, it, look, if young people continue going the way they're going, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. We're getting more that way. We're going to get like a lot of these and we're, we're not going to go like third world socialism. We're going to go like Scandinavia or something like that. Right. It'll be a quasi system. Uh, It'll just be more of what we already have. Yeah. I don't know if those people over there is like, oh, this country sucks. We've got like dictators. They're trying to, I don't think that's, that's well, you know not what? what, when we, I went to Europe, everybody seemed pretty happy. They all seem very happy. 
And uh, I even said that COVID, but yeah, I even said that to somebody. I was like, man, if we end up having civil war part D because of all this, so I'm moving to Ireland and someone's like, hope you like paying 60% taxes. I was like, for to get their services. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like a great place, whatever. When we went to Germany, the first thing I noticed, and, and this is coming from a place that should be clean. You know, we, I have an issue about littering. This is one of my biggest pet peeves of all things living here in the heel of the boot out in God's country. And it's beautiful. Most of the time when the trees aren't broken, the trash, and I'm not talking about leaves and limbs like and metal garbage. I'm that- talking about cups and McDonald's. You draw, look Longville and Ragley, unless I'm missing something, have no McDonald's, no Burger King and no place to buy beer. I Yet, know. That's all you see in the ditches. All of that is in my ditches. Constantly. The other day, and I said this actually, I found I saw I got a cup out of the ditch. It was from a convenience chain called Quick Trip. They don't have those in Louisiana. Somebody drove like hundreds of miles to then get a cup and bring it to my ditch. This is the worst trade deal ever. <laughs> I don't want imported trash in my yard. And people now, they're calling out each other for being pansies based on the type of trash that is left out. Like, if you're going to drink, drink these sissy beers. Uh, <laughs> the truly the truly post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michelob Ultra is obviously the manly one, but no. Whatever. <laughs> Come on now. If you got to define your masculinity based on what you drink, that's a shame. Here's the thing. If you're going to drink Trulies, it's a seltzer. Yeah. And you can call it a sissy drink. But you know how you man that drink up? Put tequila in it. That's there right. you go. You add some spirits to it, and that's going to put some hair on your chest. And uh, if you really want to be bold, mix up those spirits. Go ahead. A little tequila, a little whiskey, a little gin. You have an accidental Long Island iced tea. That's what could, you know what? That's how we bring everyone together. We get the tequila. That's the Latinos. We get the uh, Jim Beam. That's the South. Yep. All right. We get the gin. That's the British. Oh, yes. You know. The beef eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The vodka. Well, that's the Russians. And there's the a Poles lot of Eastern and, Europeans. Yeah. I think I think we might be on to something here. And then we this get everybody unity, together. The unity we need. The unity of liquor. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, and then we can all top it off with a round of sports betting. Yes. Because Louisiana has now legalized it. Well, this parish, very, this very parish. barely. Yeah, I was. I didn't ever look to see how close this was. 52-48 is what it ended up being. Really? But it was losing like right down to the last little bit. Like, it was down. Poker, we were they the, shut down poker. They shut down video poker. So are, is that what people are saying here? That it's okay to gamble in your own home than go to a place that has video poker machines and play video poker pretty much okay it's but they don't want you to like you can drink at your own house but you're not going to buy liquor here well that's my question somewhere else i still don't understand that mindset of of giving up that tax revenue in order to understand that mindset you'll probably need to rewind back to about i don't know the 1880s (laughs) through the early 1920s That's the mindset. Yeah. We're back in the old fundamentalist slash prohibition age. This is what we got. We right. think that if you make that law, it's going to make our people better. Yeah, I guess so. From what I understand, that that run, though, before all the prohibition stuff came in, the uh, the 190, where 190 is now on Highway 12 that runs through De Quincey, yeah. on Texas, apparently at one time, that was a lively stretch of road with Lots of liquor establishments and music places, but this is way back, you know, again, yeah, yeah. 1920s. And uh, 
and, and same thing for Highway 90 in Lake Charles. It was like that as well. And uh, lively. 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 And, uh, but yeah, now it's, don't have any fun. There's no soul. When we, oh, fact check. Ah, sorry. <laughs> There's soul. Uh, <laughs> I stand corrected. There is apparently soul. <laughs> Trust me, the fact checkers know. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the idea that um, we couldn't get beer here, shop, we moved here. I didn't know. I had no idea that this parish was dry. It seems I, like I that shouldn't be Charles able to exist forever. I just didn't even know. And I, one day we got, we got settled in. We moved here. We got settled in. Got our trailer on the land. There you go. And I said, well, that was hard work. I'm going to go buy some beer. And my father goes, where are you going to go buy it? Well, I'm going to go to DeRitter. He goes, no, you're not. See, at least nowadays they pass that. Yeah, at least, at least, now least they I have go liquor to DeRitter. DeRitter. So, well, where am I going to have to go? He goes, you have to go to Gillis. Gillis? You mean I have to actually get in my car and drive 20 miles to get liquor? What is the world coming to? You know, thank goodness people are protecting our parish. From the scourge of a 20-mile drive. Yeah, all they're doing is like throwing money away. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Out the window as they drive. Just flinging. If, uh, by the way, if you feel like littering, may I suggest throwing dollar bills into my ditch? Some currency. Currency would be okay. In fact, I won't complain about littering if it's currency. Yeah, I can handle that. Uh, yeah. Are you hoarding toilet paper? I'm not. You need to. Oh damn! Oh yeah, it's the preppers, man. They're getting they're getting crazy. Well, that's because we got the Democrats in charge. That's yeah, gonna they're gonna buddy. get rid of all paper. They're gonna get rid of all oil instantly. Oh, they're gonna shut down every refinery in America now, right now, because, this moment, because that would help the country. Yep. <laughs> As if. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Look at it this way though, too. Look, here, this is the crazy part. Let's say, let's say the Democrats wave a magic wand and start gradually pinching the oil and gas industry that will pinch the supply, right? Yeah. What happens to the price when that happens? It goes up. And then what happens to jobs? If the price of oil and gas go up, I have no idea. More jobs. Mm, because -uh. they're all talking about how bad it's going to be because the prices are going to go back up. But when you have the prices go up, the layoffs stop. Yeah. Because right now what <laughs> we have been experiencing this year was that there were a lot of layoffs. So we were all freaking out because the gas prices are too low. So we we're praying yeah. for the oil and gas companies. And now we think they're all going to get shut down when, in fact, if they do start putting a squeeze on them, price is going to go up. So the jobs will increase. Yeah. <laughs> but. Wait a minute. Hang on like, well, He said he's going to get rid of it. Okay. Kennedy said we're going to put a man on the moon. He didn't do it right as soon as he came. I mean, it's, this is a plan. It's a drawn out plan. And people have been talking about, you know. It's not, you know, putting motor, motor oil in your car is not going to go away. It's not no. going to be, but there is a finite amount. You know, this is just the argument I'm hearing from other sides. Like, there's a finite amount of stuff, and you don't want to just, like, run out of it. So they're not going to do it without a backup plan. We're not going to go back to horse and buggies. We're not going to do that. Right. Well, here's my thing, and, and I've said this before. Okay, California, they're always the ones bitching the most about green energy. Yeah. How many tidal generators do they have off the coast of California? I'll tell you, zero. And if there was one place, tides never stop. No. Tidal generators can be made. Why aren't there just hundreds of these off the coast of California? I'll tell you why. Because they don't want them because they think they're an eyesore. Make them pretty. Paint them. Well, okay, so we can't have that. We can't have small efficient nuclear reactors because the environmentalists lose their mind. Everybody wants the sun and wind. To wind be kills our birds. 
you can't do it. That's it doesn't produce enough energy. It can't be done. You yeah, have it's not to, a viable replacement. No, unless we can make like the most efficient generators ever. We don't have that yet, so no, we can't do that. Well, we can. We can make. We can make really clean energy. It requires nuclear power. The new nuclear reactors do not produce the pollution that the old ones did. Yeah, but everyone thinks Chernobyl is going to be right next door if we do that. And it, well, that's the thing. Unlike Fukushima or whatever the Japanese one, let's not build on a fault line. Yep, that would be dumb. And let's not build it next to the ocean. That would be dumb. That would be stupid. Louisiana is alluvial. There's not going to be an earthquake here that's going to bring down a nuclear reactor. Hurricanes, well, buildings can be built to be withstand hurricanes, even Category 5s. Yeah. And uh, build it round won't be a problem. Yeah, that wind's not going to get you. And uh, so I'm tired of all the complaining about, you know, we need more green energy. And, and the whole world is doing it. We're and, and mark my words, keep listening for the whole great reset. We're going to come back to this topic and in a future podcast when I get some more information. The great reset is this idea that we will use COVID as an opportunity. And the, the whole idea is they're looking at greenhouse gas emissions since we all got shut down in March. And lo and behold, greenhouse gas emissions went down dramatically. All over the world. People said, look at this. We can do it. Well, yeah, if you don't yeah, do anything. At the cost of our economy. Yeah, cavemen didn't have greenhouse emissions. <laughs> and so, yeah, we did it. Okay, we lowered the greenhouse gases, but we shut everybody down. People lost their livelihoods. People lost their businesses. People, people lost all kinds of stuff. And that's not doable in the long term. We, we are not meant to live in our little boxes without any freedom whatsoever. Yeah. And that's to me what the shutdown is. It took away people's livelihood. You build a business and the the, the man comes in and says, you have to close. Well, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the market of risk. Everybody takes risks and you say, well, it's, it's a virus. It's different. No, it's not. It's the same. First of all, it's a virus that only kills a small percentage of the people who get it. And I'm sorry if you get it and die. And Hey, I could be one of those too, by the way. And I'll take the risk and I and open up the bars, open up the restaurants. Let's go back to what. We, and, and of course, right now there's people that would, would say, you're just wanting people to get sick. I don't want anybody to get sick, but I don't want our economy to die either. And I got news for you. Our debt, the debt of this nation is going to be what destroys our nation. Not socialism. Yeah. Not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. It'll be debt. And it, you, we can't just keep printing money. It just we can't do it. And and so I'm just it's I'm ready to go back to normal everything. I want to go back to school. I want to teach normally. Kids need face to face interaction with teachers. Mm-hmm. Zoom teaching is nonsense. No, it sucked. And it's it's ridiculous. And often you know on and off again that sucks too, because kids still miss school. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. And, and so, you know, what are we doing to our society? And now Biden's coming in and he's talking about shutting things down big time. Again, at what cost? People are losing their, and see, my, my worry is that that's the point. They want to do this, that they want people to not have the independence of private ownership of business. Because you can bet Walmart didn't get hurt by any of this COVID nonsense. Amazon certainly hasn't been hurt no, by they it. No, they did a lot better probably. Technology companies are doing great. So all the big people are doing fine. They're, in fact, they're doing better than fine. 
But the guy who opened up a restaurant three years ago who had to shut it down or a bar had to shut it down, now he can't feed his family with his own hands. He's got to ask for the government for a handout, not to mention the, what's happened here because of the hurricanes. It is is really just crazy, and people are worried about what's happening in Washington. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that that's dramatic crap that it's always dramatic. Like, I mean, it's, it's so weird because – I'm not very old, I guess you would say. The earliest presidential election I can remember with any sort of anything, I was only five. It was 1992. Wow. And I remember my brother, who was eight at the time, <laughs> praying that Bill Clinton didn't get elected. Uh, I remember that. We are saying our prayers, and uh, he, he did that. And I remember people talking about how around here, you know, Bill Clinton is the worst president we've ever had. And by far, Ronald Reagan was the best president we've ever had. And then... W came in. Some people around here were even talking about how he was the best president we ever had. Wow. Not a lot of people. Uh, some. <laughs> when Obama came back, he is the worst president we ever had. The other side said he's the best president we've ever had. Donald Trump is the best president we have ever had. The other side says he's the worst we've ever had. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Stop it. Seriously. Just stop, stop it. it. Like all of them have been doing that. And Here's the thing with Donald Trump. He is the only one I've ever heard of who is the best president we've ever had who still to this day has not actually won the popular vote. Ever. Ever. Well, of course, now there's litigation to say that, you know, all those votes for Joe Biden were all fake. Um, Yeah. So he might. He might. There's still there's still a shred of hope. Well, I'll tell you what all this animosity between the two sides breeds, too, because it, it, it became very clear when George Bush Jr., and Al Gore, or Al Gore, uh, oh. were um, running for president, and we had all that mess. That was that first election mess with the hanging chads in Florida. I think they need to recount the votes. Yeah, <laughs> he's still saying that. Uh, recount the votes. But what happened was because of all that mess, Bush didn't wasn't able to put together a good transition squad. Normally, in the past, before all of this nonsense that we live with today, when one president would leave, it didn't matter what party it was, the other presidents coming in, they would have people that would get together and they would do the transition. They would work on the transition together. For it, months. For, and it didn't matter what party you belonged to because yes. it was for the good of the nation. That is why we work. That didn't happen when Bush beat Gore or when the Supreme Court said Bush beat Gore. Yeah, That didn't happen. So what that meant was our national security teams didn't have transition teams happening. And you recall what happened nine months after George Bush Jr. took office. Yes. Yeah. 9-11. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. We didn't see it coming fast enough because there was all this nonsense going on in between the election because both sides didn't prepare. The Clintons were like, well, Gore won. So they didn't do it. Bush said, I won, so they didn't do it. So nobody was working together. And that's the way it's been ever since. We The transition should be smooth. The Obamas did not have a transition team to work with the Trump team. They didn't like each other. And Trump was antagonistic towards Obama, and Obama was antagonistic towards Trump. So, so again, run in the first place. So Trump comes in, and you remember the chaos of the first eight months of Trump. Firing cabinet officials, hiring cabinet officials. Yeah, he had a revolving cabinet door. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. That's why. Because he didn't have he didn't have the ability to work through the system. Now a lot of people would say that's a good thing, because 
We hired Trump to clean out the crap in Washington. Drain the swamp. Well, I got news for you. No president can clean out the swamp in Washington. It's too big. It is a swamp. It's the whole world. It's a swamp of people who are locked into their offices. They don't care what party is in charge because they are bureaucrats. Yeah, they're set. They're set. They're just cogs in the giant machine. <laughs> yeah, Trump didn't fix it. No. And Biden's not going to fix it. No, they're not going to fix it. No, there's a certain level he can he can deal with. But once you get below that level, he has no control. He's not firing Bob in, you know, the in the CIA building somewhere working five floors below. No, yeah. Not every bureaucrat is a cabinet member. Yeah. Most bureaucrats are simply just workers. They're just doing their job, whatever their job is. They could care less who's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a mess. And well, you know what? What we really need now at this point, I think, is a dictator. That's it. Go for it. <laughs> a dictator. <laughs> Maybe we could get that. Yeah, let's do it. Actually, you know what I think, too? Like, I'm noticing Republicans are bailing on Trump fast now. Not around here. No, not around here. I'm just talking about, like, Republican politicians. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that supported him fully during the time. Oh, yeah. Now office. they're like, okay, it's time for a concession speech. Rats, uh, you know, rats swimming away from the sinking ship, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, it's it's really kind of amusing. It shows you what a politician really is, which is a person who's loyal to themselves. That's yes. really what a politician is. Uh, if you think Biden's a good, you know, a good guy, remember, he's been a politician his entire life, pretty much. He's been a politician longer than not. Yeah. And if you think that makes him clean, well, I got news for you. You can think that all you want. But That's usually not how it works. Trump was a real estate magnet in New York City. Yeah, but he was a man of the people. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's uh, a yeah, because a man. There's of the- only so far you can get if you're an actual man of the people. That's right. There's only so far, you know, you might be able to be a state representative. Uh, That's probably about it. If you want to be in charge, the president or of anything for that matter, you've got to be willing to crush people now. If you're talking about that level. Yeah. You've got to be willing to crush people. If you, anybody who's ever been president in the last five presidents has the ability, had the ability to crush people, to ruin their lives. And there's no difference with this one. It's no different. You know, I, I just don't think that, uh, I don't think people need to get wrapped up in about the national politics so much. I liked our little local elections. Congratulations, Doug Evie, by the way. And we'll see what happens with the runoff for justice of the peace. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Doug Evie actually, you know what? I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him this credit. Nobody worked harder and dealt with the people more that have ever run for that office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he did what he had to do. Well, they talk about grassroots, you know, that's, he, Perfect example of grassroots politicking right there. Yeah. And and he did that before he was running for office. He did. He's always been like that. So yeah. I don't know, even think it was a political move. He's just, that's what he is. It's And, and well, again, hats off to him. Yeah, absolutely. If I had a hat on, I'd take it off. Yeah, me too. Proverbial hat. But if I had a hat on, then of course I couldn't have my headphones on. Yeah, that wouldn't fit right. And uh, so anyway, so uh, what you got going on the rest of the week? Man, we'll see what goes on with this this school week. It's another one of those kind of janky ones. We took off for the oh, veteran, election day. Veterans we day. got Veterans Day on Wednesday, so that's going to shake things up a little bit. But oh uh, the kids are ready for something to be normal. You know, we're playing. They're Anything? playing football games. They're doing whatever. They there is a, a pending. Oh, don't get me started uh, about pro- football games. Proposed homecoming. We have to protect ourselves from COVID, but you got these guys out there jumping around Bam. and, and, and uh, hitting each other hard. It's like yeah. no singing. 
Don't sing. Yeah. And most of the people, I keep hearing a lot of people like, the worst thing about all this is I can't go watch my kid play football. The ones who are saying that, I've seen them at the football games. Um, but we we, <laughs> we appreciate the sentiment that, yeah, it's it's cutting crowds down and whatever. Um, there just needs to be ways that, you know, get back to normal. And you know what? Some of the stuff we can keep, you know, be less gross to each other. We sure. Don't, we don't need, like, that's one thing about bars. They're gross. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of grossness like that happens. Oh uh, yeah, I'm getting but too I, old I want for that. The, I want the ability to go if I want. I know. To. I want to be able to go into a bar. I, I want to be able to decide not to go to a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, they, who they need to follow. You know, the reason I was gone for the the last podcast, I was in the magical world, the realm of Disney. Uh, there were people everywhere, and I have not heard of any sort of a spike. Anything? Yeah, that was probably the cleanest place in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I was distracted by magic, so I had a mask on for like 11 hours at a stretch. Didn't Man. bother me until I had a the opposite of a baseball coach tan where my around my eyes were darker and the bottom part of my face was well, I've wider. Seen, I've seen like four or five people that have horrible like heat rash around their mouth yeah and we went it was it was kind of temper i would not want to go do that in august well um, that's one of my complaints about masks for me personally and, and that excess that, moisture and heat is yes. trapped oh it's it's horrible and i can't breathe very well through the masks i really can't i just it first of all i can i can barely breathe through my nose most of the time yeah. anyway and uh but if with your mask you can be a mouth breather and nobody knows <laughs> that's freedom well here's what i i don't like about masks I can't read a person's face. There's a lot of stuff that you take for granted. And, uh, and I want to be able to, features. I want to be able to see people's faces because that's a big part of our communication skills. Yeah. Uh, you can only say so much with the eyes. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I don't know. I think that I just think that it's not good that I think it stresses people out. And I thought it was weird the other day. I went to Walmart. It's been the first time in Duritter. First time I've been to Walmart in uh, ages the time I went and there was a lady at the door and as I'm walking in, I have a mask and it hangs on a ribbon around my neck and I can put it on if I need to, but nobody was wearing masks, right? No, 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 no. She goes, sir, you need to put your mask on. And three people walked by me without masks. And she specifically came at me. I'm like, well, none of those people were wearing masks. She goes, I am just doing my job and you're doing it very well. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate it. And Thank I'm you for not going service. to wear my mask, and I'm going to go in the store now. Yeah. Bye-bye. But so, that, and that's what they, they do stuff like this. We're well, trying so to when I came out, school. when I came out, she saw me, and somebody was walking in that had a mask on, and she very loudly goes, Thank you, ma'am, for wearing your mask, and looks she, right at me. She got you. And I was just like, yeah, ouch. Oh, man, I feel terrible. Yeah. And then I went and got my car and came home. <laughs> But that's what they do at school. Like all these things keep happening. Uh, but they they say you're supposed to have a mask on in transition, like in the hallways you have your mask on. Yeah, in transition. But in the classroom they put it on us. It's the teacher's yes. discretion. Well, they always do that. So now sense. I've got to do crap like that. If it was just like a school wide thing, it wouldn't be a big deal. But like you know, again, my wife's got over thirty kids in all of her classes, and, and it's like stuffy and gross. And they and they put that on teachers. It's just like attendance. I don't know when it happened. But there came a point where suddenly it was when kids didn't show up for school anymore, it was the teacher's job to make them come to school. Yeah, you got to find out where they are. Go track them down. I was like, man, I don't care. I mean, I would rather them be here, but they need to be here. I'm going to go hunt them down. It's like the law. My job is not a law enforcer. And whose job is it to get kids to school? I'm pretty sure it's the parent. Yeah, I hope the stake. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. The stakeholder. The stakeholder. 
Yeah, that's that's when it changed, I guess. Right. Based on the last podcast, it sounds like a vampire killer now. <laughs> it does. Uh, by the way, if you didn't listen to the last podcast and you're catching this podcast, you should go back and listen to the last podcast called Dracula Goes to the Movies. It has some very interesting uh, stuff in it. I enjoy it. It was, it was cool to be on that end of a, uh, the podcast. Get to just be, just be a little fanboy. It's like, man, this is great. I'm gonna bring a. I'm, I'm gonna bring Lyndon or Vlad, as I know him. I'm gonna bring him back one day, and we'll just talk about movies in general because he knows a lot about cinema and theater, yeah. and he's just a really interesting guy in history, for that matter. We could have a medieval discussion. Yeah. And uh, he's just, eh, and, and a Lake Charles native, for that matter. Seems like an interesting chap. He, he is a very interesting chap, and, and we're all getting longer in the tooth, so why not, you know? <laughs> anyway, I don't have much else to add, really. I think we've ranted enough. Yeah. Don't you think? And, and I think we were fairly mild about oh, it. We, oh, we can appreciate the meme Wait, is there, is there a crying youth? No. And this is a big deal for us just to be able to get some peace and and, and, and have a chance for, for, for a reset. And, and the character of the country matters. And, 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 and being a good man matters. I, you know, I just want my son to, to look at this. Look at this. You know, it's easy to, to, to do it the, the cheap way and, 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 and get away with stuff. But it comes back around. It comes back around. And this is a good day for this country. I, I'm sorry for the people who lost. I, for them, it's not a good day, but for a whole lot of people, it's a good day. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. That was all Van Jones. Again, CNN correspondent, uh, journalist, supposedly, um, Van Jones. Uh, yeah, it was, he was pretty broke up. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, now I do, you know, in, in all fairness, and I guess I should be fair if nothing else, um, let me see. I, I do have an angry, an angry Trump person from the election too. Let me see if I can find him. Uh, he's not crying. He's it's not actually Trump himself. No, it's not Trump. It's, he seems to be the, the the angriest one. At it's all. it's it's one of the Trump one of the biggest Trump supporters. Uh, and this this was I, I, this was his reaction when he heard that Biden had won the election. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So you know. Anyway, I guess that's going to wrap it up for the Long in the Boot podcast this week. Habs, thanks for coming in and joining. Always a me. pleasure. And we'll uh, come up with a topic. We need a topic. Yeah, uh, this was our first topicless one. Yeah, we're, well, it's a potpourri. Pot- potpourri. Potpourri. Good way to say oh, we didn't feel like making an outline. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I actually wrote. I wrote some things down. I never have anything written down. Which I, is also probably why I don't talk nearly as much as you because I'm not ever prepared. I wrote. I wrote. What's up, Habs? Oh, then yeah, I wrote that's hurricane. A big start. Then COVID. General stuff, election, anger, crying, crazy, great reset. Perfect. <laughs> See, it's not one. That's a winning show. <laughs> well, Habs has been fun. Uh, we'll we'll uh, catch everybody on the uh, other side of whatever this is, and uh, hope y'all have a good yeah. day, good week, and all that good stuff. And I don't know what day this is going out, but the day it does, you'll know it. Yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you about it maybe the day before that. But anyway, so we're going to be out of here. Uh, don't forget, boot at gmail.com or the phone number if you want to chastise us for not having a real topic, 337-502-9011. Say goodbye, Habs. Keep calm and carry on, folks. Take care, folks. <laughs>